0: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff. Lauren Vogelbaum here. The Hollywood sign is California's most famous billboard-turned-landmark. It's turning 100 this year, so today, let's look back at its first century of history. Perched at the top of Mount Lee in Griffith Park, above the sprawl of Los Angeles, the Hollywood sign appears in the background of countless film scenes and tourist photos. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke with Casey Schreiner, author of the guidebook Discovering Griffith Park, A Local's Guide. He said, It's hard to think about L.A. and not picture the sign. I'd be hard-pressed to think of a more iconic landmark. Angelenos think of it the way Parisians think of the Eiffel Tower— Uh, People are drawn to it because it symbolizes a dream and a kind of ambition that only exists in L.A. But while it now has iconic status that's helped it last a century, the Hollywood sign had much more humble beginnings. When it was first constructed in 1923, it was basically a billboard. It served as an advertisement for the Hollywoodland neighborhood, and it spelled out Hollywoodland with those four extra letters not present today. It was also covered in light bulbs, roughly 4,000 of them, that blinked all night. It cost $21,000 to build. That's over $380,000 in today's money, and was designed to last just 18 months. Instead, it stood for decades. Schreiner explained, There was a guy whose job it was to screw in the light bulbs when they went out. He lived in a shack below the sign. By the late 1940s, the sign had fallen into disrepair, and the Hollywood land real estate development had folded. Some said the sign should be bulldozed, but the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce stepped in and had it rebuilt, this time without the land. By the 1970s, the sign needed help again. Rather than an advertisement, it was an eyesore. Hugh Hefner, the founder of Playboy magazine, stepped in to raise money. He threw a 1978 gala at his famous mansion and auctioned each letter of the sign to a different celebrity or corporate sponsor, including Gene Autry, Andy Williams, Alice Cooper, and Warner Brothers Records. The price tag of just over $27,000 a letter was enough to fund a total restoration. That's over $130,000 per letter in today's money, in total around three times what the original sign cost to build. The old sign was torn down, and three months later, a new one went up. Unlike the wood and sheet metal construction of the original, the new version was made of steel mounted to steel columns and sunk into a sturdy concrete foundation. Since the new sign was unveiled, it's been repeatedly power-washed and repainted to keep it in good condition. However, there have been other threats to the iconic view of the sign— it turns out the beautiful, undeveloped land around it wasn't part of Griffith Park, which is the huge public park that now also houses the Los Angeles Zoo, the Griffith Observatory, and the Autry Museum of the American West. A said, It turned out it was private land, tied to Howard Hughes. He wanted to build a mansion up there for some starlet, and she basically said, If I go up there, I'm never coming down alive. The starlet was Ginger Rogers. Uh, Hughes, the fabulously rich businessman, bought the parcel of land when the pair were engaged in 1940 and planned to build a massive castle with sweeping views of the city. He even went to court with the city over the right to build an access road and won. Before anything was built, however, the relationship dissolved and the parcel became a forgotten piece of the Howard Hughes estate. Until, after changing hands a number of times, in 2010, a developer put a big parcel on the market, just to the left of the sign's H. The city scrambled to pull together money to buy it, but only raised about six of the $22 million asking price. Enter Hugh Hefner, again. As Schweiner said, he helped again and gave the city some of the money it needed to buy the land and add it to Griffith Park. Griffith Park is one of the largest suburban wilderness parks in the country. It's four times bigger than Golden Gate Park in San Francisco. It's right in the middle of the city. From there, you can see Universal Studios and Warner Brothers Studios. You're near a lot of stuff, and there is a huge amount of wildlife and native plants. In honor of the Sign Centennial, the Hollywood Sign Trust has announced plans to build a visitor center. For now, there are a number of ways to experience the landmark, including hiking up Mount Lee. Keep in mind that the trail ends behind the sign, so while it's a great vista of L.A., it's not a good view of the sign itself. Schreiner said, You can drive to a viewpoint, but it's in a residential neighborhood. The roads were built in the 20s, and they're narrow. But there are dozens of places to see the sign. He cited the views from the Lake Hollywood Reservoir and from the West Observatory Trail as his favorites, but said it's always well worth a look. Quote, It's big. It's bigger than it looks. I think most people, when they come to Hollywood, are a bit disappointed at how small things look in real life. The sign is the opposite; it over-delivers. Today's episode is based on the article "Stardust and Scandal: The Hollywood Sign Turns 100" on HouseToWork.com, written by Kate Morgan. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.